1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to something new, the More Than Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah.
0: Hey, Megan. I'm excited about this. Me too.
1: So (laughs) this is something new um, because we have been doing these sort of every so often More Than Mom Hour episodes of The Mom Hour, where we talk about stuff outside of motherhood, just fun, you know, fun little things here and there. And then we realized we have a lot of that kind of stuff to talk about. And that it would be really fun to kind of just make that its own thing. So, yeah. And we don't want yeah. it to take
0: away from, we still have plenty to say about motherhood and parenting. Right.
1: Um, just not enough podcast days in the week, Megan. There aren't. I know. We just need more, 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 more. So, um, this is going to be a new separate series and airing on Sundays. Not every not every single Sunday, but you can expect it a couple times a month or more. And then it's going to be a little shorter, but it's going to show up in the same feed. So you just go to the momhour.com and you'll find more than mom hour. If you're looking for a specific episode, you can search for it right there at the momhour.com and it will show up um, in the same feed on whatever podcast app you use. Yep, so you it's don't just, have
0: to Yeah, you don't have like to go a little
1: yeah. little bonus. I love this this week's topic. I wanted to start with a really easy one and something that I've been thinking about a lot, and that is beauty product nostalgia. I love this. And I will tell you what actually made me think of this conversation or, or this topic. I watched um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I've been wanting recently. to watch that.
0: It's,
1: it's fantastic. And there's this whole bit um, in the early part of the first season where every night she puts cold cream on her face, mm-hmm. and for some reason that got me thinking about Noxema mm-hmm. and how. I used to use Noxima religiously, and I honestly could not tell you the last time I saw a jar of Noxima. And I don't know if they don't sell it anymore or if I just don't notice it anymore. Maybe they sell it in a different kind of package. I really don't know. But it just got me thinking about all those beauty products that were a staple of my life in like the 80s and 90s um, when I was coming of age. And and also, I think it's gonna be really interesting, um, Sarah, since I'm a little bit older than you, but also went to school quite a bit earlier than you like I was on the yes. really young end for my grade
0: yes so you're like two and a half years older four grades ahead of me
1: yeah and you had an older, older sister sibling. which I yep. yeah which
0: I just feel like makes you you aged up faster than I did or something yes
1: I had access to her products yeah from an early age and so that definitely changed things so I'm really excited to talk about this.
0: It's gonna be really fun. When you started naming off yours, I like it triggers those, it just triggers all of those memories. And I actually right. had to Google a couple of mine and sure enough they came up because while it's one little piece of my memory, you forget that like I I was pretty mainstream. So I was using right. the lipstick that everybody was using. Right. And when I looked for it, there it was with the name, I couldn't remember the name of the color and there it was. Cause it was totally yeah. a popular thing. Um. Yeah, this is gonna be really fun.
1: That's from our O-U-R com code hour. Are you ready to dig in? I
0: am. Are you I'm rolling start? up my sleeves. You are You <laughs> yeah. are driving the bus.
1: I am driving the bus. That's also a different thing about this. Um, we decided since we're adding more content so that Sarah wouldn't lose her ever-loving mind, I would actually kind of be in charge of this, which is, this is the right kind of thing to put me in charge of because it's really going to just be kind of fun and talking about silly things and, you know. <laughs>
0: you, no, <laughs> so. and you you are great off the cuff. These episodes don't need as much structure. We're just going to laugh. A lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and I also well, before we get started, mm-hmm. I really hope listeners give us feedback on these. Um, the The feeling of these episodes will be a little more casual, a little more relaxed. But we heard from you guys that you're all about that, and that that's super fun for you. Um, so I, I also think we're going to be talking about things that people want to chime in on, like oh, 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 I remember
1: that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh no, I totally want to hear email that. Stuff.
0: After you listen to this, or leave a comment on the show notes, or however you find us, you guys know where we are. So okay, now go. All right, now I'm going to dig in. Now okay.
1: Dig- So not only do I remember a lot of products from the late 80s and early 90s, I remember a lot of slogans and a lot of jingles. So I may burst into song. I hope so. During this episode. Um, But I I organized my thoughts um, starting with, you know, just by body part or whatever. And so I'm going to start with hair. Okay. We can just kind of go back and forth. So my first hair product, like hair shampoo obsession that I remember was Jermak shampoo.
0: That name sounds familiar, but I can't place it at all.
1: Well, would you like me to sing you <laughs>
0: Yes, please. the jingle?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. At least this is how it was in the 90s. It was, Jermac bounce back, beautiful hair. Oh, yeah. Jermac bounce back, beautiful hair. Okay, so that was the song. Okay. I did not discover Jermac until I was, I don't know, 12 or 13, and it was at Sam's Club of all places, and okay. this was, like, early Sam's Club. I don't remember. I don't think it had been around very long, and- My stepmom bought an enormous bottle of it. And I don't know why, to me, it seemed really fancy. It wasn't. It was just shampoo. Okay. (laughs) Like, and, but I really got into it. Like, I loved the smell of it. And I thought for some reason it made my hair, like, feel so much better than any other shampoo I'd ever used. So I was mildly obsessed with that until Herbal Essences took over. And I'm sure you had experience. Yes. With Herbal Essences.
0: Yes. That is one more I remember. I remember the hairspray. Do you remember how it would look like the flowers were like in the back of the bottle? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it was, was painted on the yes inside. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, and I just remember like that kind of pastel creaminess of the conditioners, like yes. the color and how they smelled. I don't remember having a specific smell like that. Well, I, it, like, I thought Herbal
1: Essences was just one smell. I thought. Did that, they there branch were more. out?
0: I feel like they did. Okay.
1: Because I remember it having like I remember the first time I used it, thinking this is the best smelling thing yeah. I have ever smelled in my entire life. Maybe and they so had spinoffs. <laughs> they might. They must have later because I think at first it was like it's Clairol, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I I thought the whole thing was this the one scent, but I could be totally wrong. So could um, I? <laughs> speaking of smell, I'm gonna need some listeners to help me out with this. Okay. I had this, I want to say hairspray, when I was in eighth grade. So okay. that would have been 19. 19- uh 89. eighty nine eighty eighty eight eighty nine and it smelled I feel, like how apples are you in eighth
0: grade I feel like our math is wrong.
1: I graduated well, from eighth I was, grade in
0: ninety four. I graduated so, yeah, in high 90. school in ninety four.
1: <laughs> You're no, only two I was, years older than me.
0: So I confusing. know but I
1: was born in seventy seven and I was definitely in eighth grade in twelve. And you when skipped I was like five old. grades. Okay. I skipped one but I'm also remember You're, I also have like a late um July I have a July birthday so I was very young anyway. Then and I skipped then skip a grade. To grade. Okay. So that put me ahead like two grades. Okay. So, yeah, I am I was a babe, a wee babe. OK. Um, But anyway, this the shampoo and hairspray, it was like a whole line. And it was very, very late 80s. It was think scrunch socks or slouch mm-hmm. socks in bright colors. But yeah. you would like flip them so that they, you know, yep. like yep. you'd layer them and flip I'm them with. you that time scrunchies think this is the time your hair was so crunchy mm-hmm. and so I would spray but it wasn't it wasn't a um, aerosol can it was a spritz which always made your hair crunchier I thought mm-hmm. and so it was some kind of sh- like some kind of spray that smelled like apples and I want to say there was also a watermelon version and I was really into that that whole year but I cannot I've googled my butt off and I cannot find
0: but what this stuff was called
1: yeah hmm. I don't know do you have anything like that? Like it's just lost?
0: Yeah, I do. I have a couple. Um, But I was going to say on the hair note, what I, I, first of all, I don't think I really used any kind of product. I didn't even really use conditioner until I was like maybe late high school. Like I wow. just washed my hair. I let it, I don't know, maybe it was a California thing. Like I just didn't, I washed my hair, but I didn't do much else with it. I do remember spraying my bangs in like right around 1990, like 89, 90. But I was pretty young. I was like not even middle school yet, so it was just like a half, like an effort on the bangs. Um, but the the shampoo I remember being in every like grown up bathroom was Paul Mitchell. Do you feel like oh, yeah. that was like that was like the salon? Like I don't think I used it, but that's I just remember Paul Mitchell products being well. Where from the salon?
1: My seventh and eighth grade locker room. All of the popular girls with money had Paul Mitchell, right, and. It always smelled of Paul Mitchell, but like I was, it's kind of like a banana smell or something, right? Isn't it? It's, it's like a, I can almost smell it. It's,
0: yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, like a, a tropical. It just smells. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You probably remember better than me.
1: Well, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one because there was another one. There was Biolage as well, mm-hmm. which was another one that was popular. And to me, that was something like grownups would have used that I would not have been allowed to have of my for myself. Yeah,
0: I don't but, think I had Paul Mitchell in my own bathroom, but I think my mom had it in hers.
1: But there were definitely girls in school who did have that. And so it was kind of this status symbol to whip out your bottle of Paul Mitchell and spray it all around. <laughs> I'm just like I'm visualizing all these girls in front of the mirror, like teasing their bangs. And there's just a cloud of Paul Mitchell. And so people funny. talk about Aquanet. That was not a thing for me. I like, think
0: Aquanet was earlier, wasn't it? Like, Yeah, really it must 80s. have been.
1: Like when you really had to like rat your hair. We did use Rave for a little while. That was when people were trying to get those wings on the side. Yeah, that the, came up. Yeah.
0: in I do. I'll have a I have a great um, blog post from com about this exact topic. Um, and Rave was in there, I think. Um, yeah, Aquanet would have been like since I was a dancer, like Aquanet would have been what you use like for a hardcore shellacked
1: right. ballet
0: bun. But that was right. not for like recreational hair. Styles. <laughs> that
1: that was, was not for your everyday. hair. For the hair. stage. For the yes. stage. Now, one thing we both came up with um, was sun and spray. Yes. Now in Michigan, you use sun and spray to make it look like you had access to a beach. When you no. did not.
0: <laughs> I mean, we would still use it and then go to the beach. I mean, right. just just the natural highlights. And I always remember thinking, I remember this sort of like dual personality where on the one hand I kind of, like, wanted this extreme highlighted look. And I did have, like, dirty blonde, kind of honey blonde hair. So I had the kind of hair that would have highlighted really well. There was some blonde and some, you know, mousy brown. Um, But I I remember – because you – didn't you put it on when it was wet, some of it? Or maybe that was – I think you –
1: Well, there was two brands. There was sun in and there was a different one, but I think they were both just hydrogen peroxide. Right. But like one had like lemon juice in it to make it seem more natural. But
0: anyway, I always remember kind of hoping that the effect would be extreme, but then also kind of being relieved when it wasn't. Like it was just barely noticeable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And I I had also light colored hair. So for me, the effect was never like I wasn't in the sun that much. And it really just it would have taken a lot for there to be noticeable highlights in my hair, I think. So. Yeah, I had the same thing. Like, oh, I really want to look like the girl in the package, but at the same time, I really just kind of want my normal hair. Yeah, and it never <laughs> was a little quite bit more. Yeah. Uh, well, you got? Do you have any more hair? I
0: don't think so. I think I was really about? low maintenance. Like, I didn't learn how to blow dry my hair until I was in college. I think I was like hair challenged.
1: You know, one thing that is interesting, and I don't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but um, the last time before now, so I have longer hair again, but the last time I had truly long hair was probably close to 20 years ago. It was when Jacob was a baby. Um, And the product was so terrible then. Like there wasn't, there wasn't good. There weren't balms and pomades. You could get some of that stuff at the higher end salons, but it cost a lot. No, you could not. Yeah. The serum, (laughs) like you just couldn't walk into the store and buy that stuff that would tame your hair or help it do, you know, what you wanted it to do and stuff. So um, product has come a long way and I feel like it just all smelled good when we were younger, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't know that it actually did anything. It just smelled good.
0: That's
1: okay. All right. So I'm going to move on to skin. Okay. I already talked about Noxzema. Um, I have to tell you that after I started thinking about noxema, it led me to go into this like rabbit hole of research about um, kind of like the rise of the cold cream and where like why it fell out of fashion. And a lot of people said things like in these articles that I would find, like if you ever find a really old person and they look fantastic, like their skin looks great. It's because of, Either Ponds Cold Cream or Noxema. So funny. I I don't know. I can't confirm that that was all just and you know just uh. So why are anecdotal. we not still
0: using it? Is it bad? Right. For you? This is my- well no.
1: And remember how minty and cool it would feel. Yes. I think I think the reason I think honestly the reason we don't use it anymore is because um the products we use now are much more medical. Mm. You know, like there's more ingredients. There's more active ingredients more that. It's just, yeah, like the science took over and Noxema just wasn't flashy. It was just basically mentholated cold cream. Yeah. Hm. That what's your face was the. um.
0: Oh, yeah. What is her name? Now everyone's yelling at <sighs> us in their
1: car. No, not Carrie. I know. Sorry. It'll be that... by the
0: end of this episode. We'll have Wait, it. Wait, didn't we I, already I just... have a fight
1: about this? Like, I thought it was a Felicity girl and you said it wasn't. It's it was another girl.
0: No, we okay. looked it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: looked it up. Okay. Well, <laughs> we already
0: decided that... I was right. It's, it's the girl with the curly hair. It's yes, yeah, she has curly hair. Everyone is yelling the answer in their car. And...
1: It's something heart. Something she's got her last name ends in like something heart. Okay. Uh, it'll it'll come yes. to me. Anyway. Gearhart,
0: Rebecca Gearhart. Gearhart.
1: Yeah. Oh, you did it. You did it. Hey, okay. So that reminds me of a couple of other really simple skincare products I used okay. when I was in like a teenager. One was St. Ives um apricot scrub. Okay. I do remember that. It has enormous like hulls in it. Yes. Like It's not like the scrubs that are little beads. Right. You'd be be using it and there would be, there was pulp. There would be like a a hull, like kind of scratching your face. But I always thought that meant it was getting really clean. And, you know, so that was one of them. And then Seabreeze Toner.
0: Do You remember Seabreeze Toner?
1: Mm -mm. I think Seabreeze went out of fashion in the very early 90s or maybe even late 80s. And I think it was replaced by, um, there was another brand that sold a very bracing, Astringent. Okay. And I can see it in my head. Maybe I'll think of it. And that was more like I think high school age for me and then for you. Okay. But I definitely remember Seabreeze. Like I remember when my skin started getting kind of greasy in like Mm -hmm. seventh or eighth grade. I think I borrowed my sister's and was probably just drying myself out like crazy. But that's
0: so funny. Well that one of mine was those astringent pads that you'd wipe on your face. and I can't is were they were they clear still? Like the really a stridex. Stridex, maybe.
1: I, I stridex I, had like qu- they were quilted and super rough on your skin
0: yeah like i yes yes i just don't remember stridex is the name but it doesn't matter we're talking about the same thing so i do remember those um i also used neutrogena which i still use a lot of neutrogena products but the or, the bright orange like acne oh, that, face yeah wash. like the
1: see-through bar yes
0: yeah, so there was yes. the bar and that was i remember like really the when i first started washing my face as like a thing that you do you know, sixth or seventh grade. Um, and then pretty soon after that, the pump, um, like liquid, like liquid in the pump, but definitely yeah, oh the yeah. soap bar first.
1: Oh, um, I remember that smell.
0: Yes. and Like then, a very
1: medicinal smell.
0: I was not a big beauty product person, and I'm still really not, but I did a mask, and it would come out, like, really sticky and clear on your fingers, and you'd spread it all over like you do a mask. And then when you'd peel it off, it was like peeling off, like, glue or something off your face it was sounds less
1: familiar it was
0: less thick than like a mud mask right so right when it went on it went on it was clear so it would be like if you had like a clear elmer's glue or something like that um and i remember just wanting it to kind of like pull all the, like this is gross like all your blackheads, blackheads out and, uh, yes like just wanting that like <laughs> clear feeling um and i did that pretty often i remember liking doing that and that was one of the only kind of mask things I ever did. And again, I have no idea what the brand was, but it was very, it came off sticky and clear and kind of gummy on your fingers. And then you rubbed it around and it dried out and you peeled it off.
1: That definitely is ringing a bell. Um, and it also reminds me of Biore pore strips.
0: Right. I do remember those. I think, I feel like I only did those at my friend's houses. I'm not sure if I ever bought them, but yes, they
1: came out. I want to say I was in high school when those came out. Um, and I used them a lot for a short period of time. Yeah, And I never, they were like weirdly satisfying because you could see the gunk yes. that they pulled out of yes. your face. That but was it was really like they never satisfying. quite pulled enough gunk out. Right. And I wanted them to pull out more gunk. <laughs> um, I also remember reading uh, beauty magazines and like at the end where they would advertise all those products. Yes, There was always this little zit thing that you could buy. And I always wanted to like send <gasps> yes! away for it. That would like extract your blackheads yes! out of your face. And I wanted one really badly. And I never bought one for some reason. I think and I, I kind had of one. to this day want one.
0: It's so satisfying. You're not supposed so to
1: Was pick it like your... a little vacuum or?
0: No, it was just like a circular. The one I had was just circular, but it just put enough pressure on the outside <laughs> to get the oh, well, job. Oh, that's what done.
1: that's what they use like that's what estheticians use when you get a facial. Okay. They just well, it's just like this some... little
0: I had something thing they press home bought and I did okay. not remember that until you just said that. Um, I also yeah. have a terrible memory, I'm realizing. Listeners are probably like <laughs> Back. Okay.
1: Well, it's okay. You did remember, and that's the important thing. I just, okay. I think there, there was such an obsession. I think that the, um, I don't know. The theme we're seeing here is that there was like a this obsession, this obsession with scrubbing mm-hmm. away and pulling and extracting things out of your face, and also that like
0: the hope that these products would provide, <laughs> which seemed somehow yes. larger than just popping a blackhead. But like, yeah, you know, we it, it, it would look like the Noxema girl.
1: We all, we all really did. And I, I also just remembered one other thing when um, in the nineties was when proactive was becoming a uh-huh. thing, but it's expensive. And I remember the only girls I remember having it either had like serious acne problems or had money to spend on that. Okay. And I'm, I'm always just really surprised that that proactive is still around. And now it seems like it's just still hanging in there and doing really, really well. And I'm always curious, like if it's more if it's more like in use, if you can buy it in stores, because that was a big thing. You could not buy proactive in the store. You had to buy it on TV.
0: um, Right. Yes. I do remember the TV commercials and the magazine, like before and afters. Yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just another, I don't know, blast from the past. Okay. Megan, like many of our
0: listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes. I'm not wearing things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore
1: The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit.
0: Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet.
1: Sarah, our sponsor, Hia Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Higha Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. The deal's not available on their regular website. Go to hiyahealt slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need. To grow into healthy adults. Uh, one other thing I was going to say is I do think Claracil did have pads as well. I think now this is this is going to be a little this is going to sound a little strange. I have a weird memory for stuff like this. I believed Claracil's pads were thinner. OK. And had a more delicate quilt. OK. And like I don't know like I think the weave was different. Okay. And then I think the Stridex pads were like slightly rougher. Okay. And like more exfoliating. And but I'm pretty sure the um ingredients for both was pure rubbing alcohol. So. I think
0: I'm pretty sure I had clear so the, the name yeah. Stridex like doesn't ring a bell in the same familiar way that ClearSo does. And
1: I I also I'm pretty sure I remember the commercial for Stridex. The girl would like, you know, rub the pad over her face and like little stars would pop out. Like little animated stars <laughs> indicating cleanliness. Yeah. And a complete lack of grease. So we'll have to look that up later too. <laughs> oh, so many product related memories. I was just like a marketer's dream because yeah, I just retained just everything.
0: Like, I'll take 10.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I think that um, we need to hear like what that clear mask was because I bet you, again, there are yes, listeners who are like, oh my yes. gosh, we know and what I And I about. was
0: much simpler and more limited. So it was probably made by Clearasil or Neutrogena. Right. Like it was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't. Probably sampling as many different things, but I just have a really clear memory of how it felt, peeling yeah. it off.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's talk um really quick about makeup. I yep. I th- I feel like with makeup, I don't remember really having any brands that I was really loyal to. I think I like to try a lot of different things. One exception is that I always had this compact, um, by Maybelline. It was the same compact my sister had always used since I could remember. Um so like a pressed powder mm-hmm. and it was minty smelling. It had like oh. a really kind of minty scent. And I think maybe it it may have been a Noxema partnership or something. Okay. And I don't know that they sell it anymore because I have not been able to find the same minty, fresh compact anymore. Yeah,
0: I have a real visual image of the compact. I was not a compact. I didn't really wear makeup on my face till later. Um so I didn't I don't even think I owned a compact, but I do remember the exact kind of shape and feel of the ones that other girls would carry around. Like they were like kind of heavier and like yeah. more substantial than they are now. And I just, yeah, I totally agree. Memory.
1: They felt like they were a thing that was going to yeah. stick around for a while. Often the inside where the um makeup went was metal. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think they're just all plastic now, right. but there would be like a metal like liner inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, We, you know, as coming of age in the eighties and nineties, we need to talk about like mascara and, blue eyeshadow and stuff like that. But do you ever remember clear mascara?
0: Yes, I do remember clear mascara.
1: My mom got me that. It has no
0: place in my heart because I am a (laughs) mascara person and have been my whole life. When we were just together, I forgot my mascara, which is like a cardinal sin in my world. And your mascara was like a 100 years old. Like it had no black stuff
1: (laughs) left on
0: it. you were like, you can use mine. I'm like, what is this?
1: You know, At one point you're like, can we just go to the gift shop and get new mascara? I was like, I'm so sorry. My so mascara bad. failed you. The I've... thing is I use it as a way to, ex- and then that was actually one that had just been in that makeup bag for a while. So it wasn't the best, but I just didn't care.
0: Right. I just use a lot of mascara. Like any other makeup product could last me 10 years and I would need to throw it out. But I actually yeah. go through mascara before the date after which you should throw it away. You know how they say like right. you shouldn't keep eye makeup longer than whatever it is, but we all do. We all have like, eight year old eyeshadow in our drawers, but mascara I actually go through it and I never run out of it. It's like a security thing.
1: And Next I, time I'll be sure to have a better backup for you.
0: That's all right. I mean I should not have <laughs> forgotten my mascara. That was ridiculous. Um so well, clear mascara Clear to mascara to me, is useless. Yes, it is useless. And my eyelashes are blonde at the tips, which is why hmm. I need mascara. So clear does nothing for me. I need
1: yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a useless product. I will say my mom got it for me when I was 11 as my like introduction oh, into that, makeup.
0: I think that's, yeah, I get that.
1: And so I used it, you know, till it was gone. So for my entire, you know, year that I was 11, that would have been going into seventh grade for me. And so I was, I would use it and I'd be like, really, <laughs> is this what it does? Because I just don't, it would make them like slightly harder and okay. thicker and longer, but my eyelashes are blonde, yeah, yeah, and not particularly long, so it was just kind of dumb. But it did kind of show me how to use the brush, and yeah. I, I can, you know, I, I can see the value. And then you don't
0: have the thing where like like an eleven year old could quite easily use way too much mascara, oh, like make a big mess right. and look terrible.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. Is But like, since yeah. then, I've been like, well this is dumb. I don't. I'd love to know. I'd love to hear from someone for whom, you know, clear, clear mascara. mascara actually served a purpose. I'm not a hundred percent sure.
0: Yeah, and maybe if you have really dark lashes, that is like it could separate and
1: I yeah, know, and add a little in. yeah, add <laughs> a, little, a little um, up. a little thickness and little you know just the appear the illusion of more length. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Um, well, for mascara, I wrote down blue mascara, which is a very now we're getting like late 90s. So okay. by the late 90s, you were having babies already, and this is where like our paths maybe diverge a little bit. But
1: but blue mascara was also big in the late 80s.
0: Really? Okay. We had a so comeback. Yeah. I missed it then, but I think it had like a short lived, but I loved, I was all over that blue mascara. I just like all mascara, but not clear mascara.
1: Um, I think blue mascara came back around the time that like jelly sandals came back. There was this yes. brief mm-hmm. it's end like of the culture 90s. A little bit. Like, yep. Yep.
0: And that, and that was actually pretty big where I was because there was a lot of, I don't know. I grew, like, I feel like my high school had as much alternative fashion as it did Mainstream preppy fashion, like yep. not very preppy. So you were either like hippie fashion or like rave, fa- like rave culture or surf culture. But there wasn't as much like I don't know. Like I've I've talked before about the J Crew catalog, how it was like might as well have been Mars to me because nobody I knew dressed like <laughs> Abercrombie and dressed J Crew like until I went to the Midwest. So it, it is. It's another maybe a regional thing. But I agree. I think the jelly yeah. sandals, the blue mascara was like a late nineties yeah I like the blue mascara and all
1: the and all the colorful nail polish is like yes that started that to make a too. comeback mm-hmm. yeah when I was clueless. in college yep so that yep. was
0: so clueless I think it was 95 but then it might have taken a couple years but that hard candy brand and I remember a light yep. yellow and I remember I was probably 17 so you were definitely in college by this point and I just remember that really um opaque kind of thick looking um like not sh- yeah very matte and mm-hmm. thick pastel colors and i had a yellow that i really liked
1: yeah hard candy was just starting to take off i thought like in the i don't know 95 96 it was in delia's you could buy it in delia's and yeah um and and i actually jenna and i in college mixed our own because we didn't we didn't pay we weren't gonna pay for hard candy nail polish we would go buy wet and wild in different colors then we buy white and we'd oh, mix yeah. our own oh, so we good. had like all kinds of pastels that we just made in college which was really fun okay. so it's just kind of funny that that stuff was kind of 80s prep like it it was there was just a weird period of time where like trends were coming and going and coming and back and going away and coming back mm-hmm. and going away and, like it it's kind of funny now looking back at relatively how short a period there yeah. were between things going away and coming back because there had been the very natural look for a while. And then that kind of came back and it it was just kind of going back and forth, back and forth. And remember vamp. What's vamp? Vamp was that around that same time was that purpley, like super dark, almost black purpley nail polish. Oh, was that
0: a brand or a color?
1: uh, It was a color. I want to say it was a L'Oreal specifically a L'Oreal color, but it was huge in like 1995. Okay. But yeah, probably, I, mean, I feel like I
0: remember that look.
1: Yeah, it was like very. Uh, it was it was kind of around the same time as chunky heels. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. put on your chunky heels. <laughs> you'd put on your going out top, and your black pants and your vamp. In the West, anyway, I don't I know what you it. you guys did on the coast, but <laughs> so. I love it. Oh, all right. Well, uh, let's move on to lips because lips for me is its own category okay. because of my obsession with lip balms. Okay. I could probably name off 75 lip balms that I've gotten, And that's probably not even We probably don't accurate. have time for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But I will say Pot of Gloss was one that is hugely in my head. And there were two different Pot of Glosses. So there was the original Pot of Gloss, which was like in the 70s. And I don't think that was still around. Okay. But then Bonnie Bell came out with something mm-hmm. called a Gloss Pot, but a lot of people called it. Pot of gloss, but I don't think it was actually called. So this is how this is how deep my lip balm knowledge runs. Okay. There was another pot called Candy Kisses, and it was like a little tin, and they had all these different flavors. Like I remember there was a vanilla mixed like a cherry vanilla, and a few other ones, and that was really goopy and it tasted super great. And then there was Kissing Coolers. Those were like a little um, like a little lipstick thing, mm-hmm. and they had a swirl. It was like a tinted swirl. Oh, okay. Um, so that's just, you know, th- those are just, just three to get you started.
0: I mean, <laughs> I I have similar memories about the little pots, but I can't remember like brands and flavors that I cared about. Actually, what I I remember carrying around a lot was the old school Carmex pot that had, again, oh. that very menthol um, like almost, bur- not burn, but like that make your lips kind of tingle. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And almost thinking that it was like, like purposefully reactionary to all of the flavors and fancy that it was just Carmex, like in a kind of like purposefully Mm. scaled back retro way. Um,
1: I did not like Carmex. I don't like the way it feels on my lips. Yeah. And then,
0: um, you know, the Bonnie Bell chapstick and the different flavors. I don't I just don't remember caring quite as much as you did. Maybe I cared deeply and but i I'd,
1: i would get into some and i'd like the texture like sometimes i'd really be wa- wanting like a waxier one and mm-hmm. sometimes i'd really be wanting oh you know who else made made a really good one i don't know if they still do it Was bath and body works they had these like fat tubes of lip balm in several different flavors that okay I a lot too
0: so. um when in that she blog post one that came up which is later was the mac lip glass do you remember that? Oh, so that creative. I think I was in college. So that would have been like very like even probably early 2000s. It was super shiny. So you would put on whatever color and then it was like lacquer um, and it was totally clear, completely clear. Um, came more yeah. like in the Vaseline squeeze tube. Um, so I had forgotten about that one. Um, my lipstick memory is of a Clinique. So I have two things to say about Clinique. I'll just say them both now, but Clinique was again, the department (laughs) store brand that like my mom would have shopped Mm -hmm. and they always had the free samples or the, the things that came home if you bought like $25 or more and then you came home with like a little, um, and probably they still do that. I don't know. They do. And
1: because I have bags, like I'll get, I'll end up with makeup bags and they're like always the makeup bags are
0: great. But those were, you know, sometimes my mom would give me the whole bag with everything inside or like, let me go through it and pick something. So I just have very like, even as a kid, like thinking that was grown-up makeup, but sometimes I was treated to it via the free samples. Right. But then when I was a little older, um, there was a lipstick, um, kind of like a lipstick lip gloss in this skinny silver tube. And this is the one that I went Googling for because I couldn't remember the color. <laughs> and sure enough, it came up right away because it was I was not very original. A lot of people were wearing it. So it was um, Black Honey, and it was there barely... It's called like not lipstick or something. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, but the color was black honey and it was it, it twisted up like a lipstick tube, but skinnier and taller. Does that make sense? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, just remember thinking it was a very versatile grown up color.
1: Hmm. That does. Actually, yeah. I kind of want to find that now because I it was, really a great, like... it was
0: a great color. I would wear it now. It was berry, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I really like lipsticks that aren't super opaque and thick and that go on. Yeah. Like a little more color than a lip. Gl- like a balm but Correct. a little less than a lipstick yeah so hmm well i just have one category left okay but we you know i have i have no idea how long we've been talking and i didn't sing as many jingles as i, I would have liked so. i'm really disappointed <laughs> but i have two scents okay. and honestly i could probably name a dozen that i have associations with um from that age but i just picked two okay one is navy i don't know if you remember navy it sounds familiar And it was very popular. I'm going to say 89, 90, 91, like in that time frame. Okay. Um, It was just in this very kind of minimalist looking bottle. The ads were all, I I read a lot of fashion magazines and beauty magazines in those days. And I remember there was always like the girl always would look, you know, like vaguely nautical.
0: Yeah, I do. This is sounding familiar.
1: And it was just a very fresh scent. I just remember thinking it was really light and it was kind of easy like an easy transition from not wearing perfume into wearing perfume. Mm -hmm. And then the other one I remember that I'd forgotten all about, this is from later in the nineties with sunflowers.
0: Oh yes.
1: That one was a little sweeter. Um, Looking back, I don't know if I'd like it now. Like I kind of want to go smell it again. Mm -hmm. Like I think I need to go to the department or the drugstore and just smell all of the perfumes. I don't know if that you can even test those anymore. Like I don't think they have testers out for that yeah. stuff anymore I don't know um but I want to smell them all because I want to remember what they smelled like so those I'm are sure my i I'm sure it would bring any? back
0: all of those like <laughs> olfactory triggered yes. memories like, yes yeah. like
1: probably some disappointment like at the seventh grade dance yep. will always be it would all into come my flooding mind with back. electric youth or something probably
0: um but. so my scent was heaven from gap and gap had those four there oh, was yeah. grass dream heaven and one more i feel like and they
1: were color coded right like wasn't yep. it, like one of them was heaven, blue and one was yeah. purple yeah so i
0: think dream was a blue almost like a indigo or violety blue and then heaven was more of like a turquoise okay. um and you could get the little silver canisters that were like kind of travel sized um and i i mean i think that was the only scent i wore from when i was like 12 i mean or you know whenever it was fun to go get some perfume like forever like yeah. <laughs> you know I, I think I eventually just stopped wearing perfume, but um, and I loved the smell. I mean, it was again like not particularly original, like, but sure. I I loved it.
1: Another one that just popped into my head was White Musk, Jovan mm-hmm. White Musk, which then also Body Shop had a version, like their own version of White Musk, and, and White Musk is always kind of like a sweet, but I don't know, not super heavy smell. So I remember I've going smelled different into the all Body kind of Shop. The same. Did the
0: Body Shop by you have like? Like the actual liquid yeah. pots where you could like pull you the little stirs out. Yeah. And I yeah. never created my own, but I do remember going in there with friends and just smelling and smelling and smelling. It was all the really concentrated yep. oils or whatever, like the essential pieces of it. And then you could create whatever products. I don't think I ever yeah. did that. But I just remember, and I always remember going in and smelling patchouli and thinking it was so gross and like laughing. But this, I mean, this is when we're like literally like 11, <laughs> like giggling oh, because like, so why like, would ew. anyone want to smell like that? People
1: really do love patchouli, you know? Yeah. It's a thing. Um, but yes, no, I totally remember that. And I also never actually made one. I think I think I was intimidated yeah. by that. I wanted to smell it. But really what I wanted is someone to sell me yeah. a bottle of yeah. a scent that they had decided yeah. was good. And I like, still feel I that way. I actually like
0: when other people buy me um, scented, whatever, whether it's perfume or some. I, I prefer someone else pick it out. I just don't have like my nose does not have strong opinions. It's like most of it smells pretty good to me. And I get really overwhelmed picking it out. So I love getting perfume as a gift.
1: It's kind of like when you go wine tasting. Yeah. And you taste the first one. You're like, that was pretty good. And then you taste the next one. You're like, that was pretty good. And then by the time you get to the fourth one, you have no memory of what the first one tastes like. Yeah. It's exactly like that with perfume. It's very, it is overwhelming.
0: Yeah. And I actually, I like getting it as a gift because then it's, it's just sort of like the decision's been made and it's something special. And (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, well, have we have we covered like all of our bodies? And I mean, mm,
0: there was a lot there. There Circa was a lot 88 there. 88 through 98, probably 1988 yeah. through 1998. We spanned
1: 10 <laughs> years of personal care. And I know there's we could have gone deeper. But, you know, I don't think anyone needs that from us today. No,
0: um, <laughs> we will link up. I'll link up the couple blog posts that I found that did a fun like nostalgia, you know, where you can see the products and trigger so many memories. Um, and then anything else we can find will link up at the momhour.com. if any
1: if anybody out there still uses the traditional Noxema in a jar or has a hot tip on where I can find it, please let me know because I'm actually kinda wanna try it again. Yeah. Let let well. her know,
0: people. <laughs> All right, this is fun. We yeah, will talk to you guys fun. on Tuesday.
1: Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.